0: motels the resorts the guides to give us a better idea of where people are going what they're doing what they're finding outdoors well pat what's cooking outdoors this week
1: thanks doug happy holidays everyone it's a great time to spend ice fishing with family and friends and devil's lake is one area that's enjoying a lot of activity the main lake iced over but caution is still and is always a necessity look for activity in the bays including creel bay but the busiest lakes for walleye are probably still those northern feeder lakes, such as Lake Alice and Lake Irving. Anglers are heading to smaller lakes across the state, including ones throughout Barnes and Stutman's County in the Valley City or Woodworth areas. Look for an occasional perch and walleye from Lake Ashtabula. Farther west, the Missouri River Tail Race is still pretty quiet, but Lake Audubon has its share of activity along bays such as Three Mile, Nelson, or Valva point. Try 8 to 12 feet, or working deeper in 15 to 25 feet with jigs and minnows. Much of Lake Sakakawea remains quiet, including the Van Hook arm. Most anglers on the big lake are further west. They're working from White Earth Bay to Tobacco Gardens and around Lunds Landing in search of walleye. Hunting season is definitely winding down, with pheasants and archery deer seasons closing January 2nd. But these last few days are a great opportunity to share with that four-legged hunting maniac in search of roosters. Just work that heavy cover and be prepared for them to flush out ahead. They have great hearing and they're definitely flighty this time of year.
0: Appreciate that report. That
1: is Pat Stockdale.
0: And she is an award-winning outdoors communicator. Again, read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Right now, it's time to get you that podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. You hear Brewer and Agri gone outdoors at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Not everybody can listen then, and not everybody can check out their podcast. So here is a podcast extra from Scotty
2: Brewer and Kyle Agri about fishing panfish. We sat in a show last weekend in his booth and just sat there and listened to him as he gave us a class on on fishing panfish. Pan fish. How you doing, Alex? Oh, pretty good, guys. We're looking good here. Gonna start making some ice pretty
3: fast, looks like uh, this week, so.
2: Yeah, it'd be nice to get some safer stuff out there so uh, we can get past this ice season without having uh, too many people have accidents happen to them that nobody wants to happen. So Alex, you've been a guide for 18 years. You've been in the plastics business. You started making your own plastics five years ago. And when we talk plastics, we're talking microplastics. These are small panfish type plastics, and they're basically for finesse fishing for panfish. Why? Do people want to use this stuff? Because everybody knows, you you can go out and catch crappies on pretty good-sized lures. I know a lot of guys that will go out and chase crappies with rattle baits, small rattle baits or spoons, you know, but it seems to be a targeted bite, like just during the feeding window, which is a very small time during the day. But you're on to something different here.
3: Yeah. You know, I mean, we carry some of that other stuff, but the basis of our our business uh, for ice season is is the micro section. And really um, what we're trying to target is those fish that are uh, not in their feeding windows that are going to be uh, opportunists. You know, um, it was a number of years ago, I came across a study that was done on the uh, good old Pomoxis nigromaculatus, that's black crappie. And it was a 10 year study that they had conducted. And what they found is, those fish that are 11 inches and bigger, about 70% of what they consume is uh, is bait fish if they have that option within the feed base of that lake. And every uh, inch they gain after that, they roughly change another 5%. So when you're talking fish in that 15, 16 inch range, the true trophies, they're up in that 90 percentile of what they would prefer is a bait fish. Now, the interesting thing about that is that when you're outside of the feeding windows or you get into a lake where maybe it doesn't have that bait fish population, those fish are going to feed very small a lot of times, especially in the depths of winter. The other thing is that you know a a fish that's 10 inches long, if half his diet is bait fish, he's only got a belly so big and the other half is full of insects. Now, you talk about a fish 15 inches long, if he's got 80% of his belly full of bait fish, that twenty percent he's got open might be as much as that ten inch fish is when his half his belly's full, you know. So they're they're still eating a lot of bugs, a lot of zooplanktons and uh, um, invertebrates that are in the
2: water column at that at that point. So Alec, I got a question for you before you go on. Yep. Uh, you're talking about when the fish are in their active feeding pattern, they would prefer to possibly have something larger if yep. it's available. How much during the day are crappies in active feeding mode? Is it an hour to a day? Is it less than that? Is it more than that? You know, with with the crappies, a
3: lot of times what I believe is that you have roughly about three hours through the day. And that could be spread up into 15-minute windows here and there where they really get in a frenzy, you know, when they come out on that pod and they kind of surround them around a weed edge or something like that. In the winter, it could be when when they're underneath a school of bait fish, they'll feed for an hour at a time, you know, and they'll do that three times throughout the day. And the rest of the day, they're just kind of trying to stay in the areas where those bait fish are but they're not feeding heavy on those, on those small bait fish, whether they're, you know, cannibalizing crappies or they're feeding. uh, We find a lot of small perch in, in those large crappie bellies and and we're talking crappies generally
2: over 12, 13 inches. What do we do uh, uh, if this is, if what you're saying is accurate, 75 to 80% of the time, the fish are not in a feeding mood. You know, what are the Mm -hmm. odds that we're on the ice during that same time targeting them? What is it we need to do to get those fish to bite when they're not feeding, you know, or whatever. Yep. There's so many yep. variables that turn fish negative. Um, there's ways to catch them then too. So that's where the baits that
1: we're
3: working with, and, and you've had other guys on the show too that have talked about some of the baits i making and, and what they're doing and, and how they're getting those negative fish to kind of take advantage of their opportunistic ways and feed on that small bug that comes by them. Because like we we addressed, you know, a part of their diet's always going to be those bugs. And that feeding window that you have for those large baits is a lot smaller than the feeding window you have for that fish just milling around and seeing something small and easy to get to help fill its belly up and keep its metabolism pumping. And during your daylight hours, you know, um, when you get good snow cover and you have a fairly thick ice sheet, you can downsize and we're talking half inch plastics, you know, three to four millimeter jigs and we're really finessing these fish. Some guys like long rod, I'm a, I'm a palm rod guy, but we're working these fish in their own brains against them and we're just trying to tease them into taking that meal that's just hanging there No work and that's, that's really where the finessing is coming in.
0: Alex, here's one of the questions I have, not having nearly the experience that you do. I've been in your shop. I've, I've been in your booth, as Scott said last weekend at the ice show. You've got an incredible selection of different sizes, shapes, and colors. Now, I, I know that with a lot of anglers, match the hatch is, is an important thing. But how do you go about the process of determining which plastic you're going to use for a given day out on the ice?
3: Okay, so there's certain plastics that I have that I've basically designed around shallow water fish. And there's certain plastics I have that I've designed basically around fishing those basin fish or those deeper roaming fish that are feeding more on those zooplankton and, and invertebrates that are out deeper. And they tend to be smaller out deeper, <clears throat> or you need a certain profile because of the way the fish are giving you that up bite. So we have, I have a bait that we come out with this new this year. It's called the Zoid, and it's modeled ex- almost exactly after a zooplankton um, that's common through just about all of North American freshwater. And we've established that it's a fairly large food base for black crappies when they're, especially when they're being, you know, lethargic and, and they're just kind of milling around those basin holes. And then we have some baits that are more geared towards those fish that are running weed lines and i have a couple of baits that are geared towards those fish that are real shallow. And for me personally, color makes less of a difference than the presentation and the profile of that plastic and that jig together. I'm looking to as you would, as you said match the hatch. But I'm looking to not necessarily always match the hatch and mimic something they want to eat, but downsize or upsize or change the profile to something that's interesting to them that they don't want to pass up.
2: That's interesting. You know, Alex, um, we, we're only scratching the surface here. We got we to gotta wrap this up. But I guarantee you, anybody that goes into your shop not only when they see the products that you have, they're gonna fall in love with it. But once they have sit down and have a conversation with you, because I don't know if our listeners can tell or not, but A, you're really, really smart on this stuff. And B, you kind of like to talk fishing. So oh, I hope love it <laughs> I hope some of the guys Somebody listening can stop. Yeah, so the shop is in uh
3: Dent, Minnesota, right downtown. It's hard to miss. We only got two hundred people in town. Got all the products that we make in here, and and some cool stuff that you won't see on a website or anywhere else. We just uh we're always playing with something, and of course, we do some custom stuff too for guys. So it's pretty cool. And if you if you want to stop by, and if you really want to pick my brain, shoot me a message. You can find me through all the social media aspects, just about and. And make sure i'm around i'm always willing to help and even if you can't get in here you can shoot me a message and i'll try to give you
2: what i can we're talking about the panfish pirate alex Levenhagen from dent minnesota and he creates literally some of the best plastics that you can buy anywhere in the ice belt highly recommend you look them up with the different shapes sizes colors that he has and uh alec we appreciate you coming on gone outdoors Thank you, guys. Well, that is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition
0: of Outdoors Live. appreciate the podcast extra being made available by Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Uh, Make sure you check out them Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock. And then also you can check out their podcast at KFGO.com. This has been the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Till next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.